Hello and welcome to your weekly happy hour where you get two for the price of one, you lucky listeners. We are coming to you raw and unfiltered across many different platforms, um, but we are being made exclusively for Sabertown podcast. So go check it out. Um, you'll find all the podcasts on sabertownpodcast.com and there is so much more there on sobriety as well. I am Karina, Karina Dottypot, and um, I'm riding this train. I usually ride with the lovely Polly, but she is still recovering um, from her surgery. She's doing well. And King, who has been keeping her seat warm, um, is busy podcasting herself this week. I think she's done about three podcast interviews. So I am catching up with my, my friend of a year, nearly, Miss I Musk. Um, who we have met in person last time we met it was in person but we're back on zoom again today and here with me today is the lovely eye mask hello hello it's so lovely to see you again i've missed you it is it's nice to see your smiling face as usual and and yours too (laughs) and coming to us from nearly a year nearly um yeah i think I don't know, I'm losing count. I think I've got about nine days before. Yeah. Ah! yeah. Oh. yeah. And if, if anybody's listened to the podcast before, I must was our very, very first interviewee on Sobertown Podcast with Drifter. <laughs> oh, that was a few I'm, months ago. It was. I was the guinea pig. I was just coming up for six months then. So look what's yeah. happened in that amount of time. Hundreds and hundreds of podcasts later, aren't we? So yeah yeah and so much more it's crazy you sowed the seed for us all and gave us all the the courage to go on and then share our stories as well yeah yeah. I know I said to Drifter I went back a a couple of months ago and listened to it again and I was like wow Sobertown's really evolved (laughs) yeah yeah I I haven't listened to my interview again I listened to it about five days after I did it I listened to it and tried to come up a place of being objective and not it not being me, you know, and how I felt for that person. Um, but I was actually thinking the other day, I really ought to go and have a little listen now and just see how my feelings and thoughts and emotions have changed since I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I think, I think when I listened to it a couple of months ago, I was like, wow. Um, cause I suppose we're, we're, we're evolving and changing as well, aren't we? As the time goes by. So um going back and seeing how you felt it's a real oh I don't know I suppose a snapshot of our feelings in time isn't it yeah yeah it's a good way of recording them and getting our stories out and I think when we tell our stories as well as we do that and voice it that in itself changes it a little bit anyway doesn't it mm-hmm. and then yeah. as with time and as we learn and we grow um with our sober journey then um yeah things change things change I, a lot I think probably the things that matter to you over your journey change as well. It's like you, we go through things, don't we? You go through your feelings, chomp them out and then put them, put them back in the box and, and sort of deal with the next thing. So, yeah, I, I think it's quite interesting sort of looking back and, and seeing how you felt then. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, that struck me the other day was, um, you know, when I was drinking and before I got sober, a lot of my memories of sort of time, you know, growing up in my childhood, they're all quite sad memories. And yet since I've got sober, my memories of this last year are my happy memories. I've sort of let go of my sad memories the last year and kept hold of the happy ones. Has that happened for you too? Yeah, I think definitely um, 
I've, I definitely come from a different place of, of remembering things. Um, and I think, I don't know, maybe it's not sort of dragging that anxiety about with us as well. Um, but I do definitely see things through a much more objective eye. I think I went, you know, I don't, a couple of months ago, I went through a bit of a, oh, how much do I want to drag up and how many cans do you want to, worms do you want to pull out of the can and stuff? Um, but yeah, I think I've got to a place now where, you know, the past is the past and I, I want to concentrate on on a happier future. And, um, you know, we've we've all drag around our own crosses, don't we? And I think that's, that's, um, that's more and more apparent as I go on. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, a lot of my family members and stuff like that, who I spent probably a lot of time being um, upset with. Now I kind of think like, oh, well, you know, we're all just living our own lives, aren't we? Doing the best we can. Nobody's perfect, are they? So feeling yeah. a lot more lonely these days. Good. Yeah. And yeah, we've all got our own ways and our own reasons, haven't we? We've all got our own stories as well around what happens yeah. around events and that. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think we're just learning. If we can just let it go, it's just an easier life for us, isn't it? Rather than holding on to all that. Yeah. Just let yeah. it go. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but it, it doesn't happen overnight. It's work in progress and uh, we are still still working it. But talking about the fun stuff, you've done something really fun just recently and sober you want to tell us about it yes so last well I suppose I've done quite a few things but I went to a festival last weekend so which is what prompted you asking me did I want to do a um a two for one but um yeah so I went to a big music music festival victorious down near where I live and um I did it completely sober (laughs) wow excellent um, how long was it for? Was it overnight or a few days? Or no, it is one of those. It's a it's a three day festival. The festival, but we just went for um, one day. So uh, we turned up at like ten in the morning and left eventually <laughs> after queuing <laughs> to get out of the car park at about midnight. But um, it, yeah, so it was a it was an all day affair. Um, I don't. I'm not really. I've never been a big. I've, been to some little festivals in the past but I've never done some you know Glastonbury and things like that anyway so it was it was a fairly new experience to me um but yeah it was it was definitely I felt looking at the whole whole day um it's one of those things you can get quite you kind of think to yourself before you go am I going to be like you know everybody's going to be drinking am I going to be like the person not drinking and and stuff but I actually found if anything it it very much made my whole experience of the day a lot lot better than it would have been otherwise and um first of all I don't think this I've, I've said it a few times on my post but I don't think this gets bigged up enough when it comes to not drinking toilets toilets are so much more pleasurable when you're not in the bastard queue for them all day (laughs) (laughs) um you know I I went to the toilet three times all day I I went there when we arrived it was nice and early there was no queue I went there about lunchtime and it was getting quite big and then once in the evening and I had to queue for about 35 minutes and after that I thought I'm just gonna hang on until I get home now and I was able to (laughs) yay yeah yeah so yeah. not only 
was I not stood in the queues for the alcohol all day. I wasn't stood in the queue for the toilet all day. Um, and I'm really, Fantastic. really pleased about that. Yeah. Yeah. You save time. You save time. And uh, yeah. And, and, and of course, when you did go to the toilet, then you weren't dropping keys or phones down the portaloos and things being drunk. You know, you're able to do things and uh, not be falling all over the place. So no. And, and apparently, I mean, the, the toilets made it onto the news because there they weren't enough and the queues for them were ridiculous. But somebody told me that at night, once it got dark, there were no lights in the toilet. I mean, stuff oh. dropping phone down those things. Trust me, you wouldn't yeah. want it back. Um, no. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it was a really like, oh, wow. You know, I mean, the alcohol was the queues for the tents mm. for the alcohol where... I mean, so long and the prices. Oh, and everybody was being served drinks in these paper cups. And I constantly kept seeing people walking around complaining that the bottom of the cups were melting. So, <laughs> so they were paying like seven quid a pint or six quid a pint. And then they were walking along and and, and they, it was dripping out the bottom of these flimsy oh paper God. cups all down the front of their jeans and all over their shoes. So maybe it was a ploy to get people to drink faster. Probably, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I was just thinking. It was reminding me of that, you know, the kids with the ice cream, you just have to lick it quicker before it melted and ran down yeah. the cone. And yeah. it's kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So people were buying this extortionally expensive alcohol in a queue that took hours and then the cup was melting before they even had a chance to drink it. <laughs> wow so so far you've you've saved time in queues for the toilet time in queues for the the drink you've saved money you've saved your jeans you've saved your phone and your keys and everything else from going down the loo so it's sounding quite good already actually yeah and and I genuinely didn't get to the end of the day I don't I don't think I'd looked once at somebody and thought oh I, w I wish that was me you know mm. um but by, by the evening time like people were obviously well you weren't allowed to bring food into the event either so they had queues for food everywhere which was also really overpriced I thought that was a bit crap really because people you know w when they are drinking they're probably going to queue up for a beer rather than queue up for a sandwich and if it's mm. eight pounds for a sandwich and six pounds for a pint they're going to go and spend their money on the beer. So as the evening wore on, you were getting more and more and more like really wasted, trashed people. And mm. like, people like, you know, my son is 13 and he was with us. And there were a lot of teenagers there. But like in the evening, we sort of found some benches and sat down. And um, you could see the alarm on his face, actually, that some of these people were like staggering around a couple of times. We sort of grabbed him out of the way of people who were, you know, they weren't being aggressive. They were just in a right state mm. um, of falling around and stuff. And, uh, you know, m my son's very black and white about things anyway. And a, f a few years ago, he actually wrote a contract, probably me putting him off alcohol for for a good few years but he wrote a contract he said to me oh mum I'm never going to drink alcohol and I thought it was hilarious and I was like aren't you and he said no I'm not I said can you put that in writing for me so he yeah. said yeah sure so I've got a piece of paper somewhere with his name and the date and signed he he was never going to drink alcohol so when we were sat at the um 
at the festival and there are these people and this guy was like rolling around on the floor in front of us and his friends were trying to pick him up and pe- it was uh-huh. so busy people were like nearly stepping on him and stuff and my son was sort of staring at him and I said he's a good advertisement isn't he for the contract that you signed and my son turned around to me absolutely deadpan and went I don't know if you're trying to make me laugh with that but I don't think it's funny and I wow. went I went no well, I'm not trying to make you laugh I'm not making a joke out of it I said but it it certainly makes your contract look better doesn't it and he just looked at me and he went yeah I don't think that's I don't think that's good at all he he looked really um disappointed in people I don't know just I mean he's very he's very sort of you know um set in his little ways anyway but hopefully that sticks with him a little bit but um you know but he he yeah his face when he went I don't know if you're trying to make me laugh but I don't think that's funny I'm so no it's not funny really is it yeah yeah and and think that that was us so has your son ever seen you um in that state before uh yes he's probably seen me um far too drunk well yeah he has seen me far too drunk but um I don't know if I've ever put him feeling uncomfortable like that I'd like to think not I know that he's I mean that was one of my my reasons for stopping last year when he was sort of coming down going oh mum do you remember what you were saying last night and do you remember what you were doing last night and stuff so yeah he's definitely definitely seen me like that but I would like to think that he wasn't he wasn't worried and scared the way he was Mm. more vaguely embarrassed or amused but who knows who knows I did that chat with my son, didn't I? Because I was worried about what I'd put him through. And he kind of didn't, um, it hadn't affected him at all. But it's kind of when I look back on it now, I think I got like that so much that he was so used to it. It was just normal, which is what's quite sad, really, is that he saw that. So I think it's a great experience for your son to have seen that this weekend, last weekend. Yeah. Um, because yeah that is another great that is a great true advert of alcohol not the mm. trashy romanticizing adverts that we see that is the reality of alcohol isn't it and an advert of what alcohol really does do to people yeah yeah I think um I did say at one point like oh you know those people I think we said the next day I said oh there was some really drunk people there at the end of the night weren't they and and he did say to me yeah I, I was glad that that wasn't you mum so, yeah and actually but it, you know it had a good my, my husband still drinks and um mm. when we got there in the morning he said something about oh oh there's not a big queue for the beer right now and um we just sort of, I mean, it was still like breakfast time at the time. We got there about 10 o'clock and I didn't say anything. Like it wasn't that he wasn't allowed to drink or anything like that. And then um, I think I said something like, what do you want a bit? And he went, oh, no, no, I'll wait until later. But he ended up, he said to me in the end, he didn't at all anyway. And it kind of got to a point in the day where you saw everybody else and what they were getting like. And um, he just said he, he didn't have any desire to to drink at all. And, and one of the things that I... I sort of posted about was so my daughter was off with her friends my son had got tired and my husband had got tired and um I really wanted to go and see the the main the the final act so I said to my husband well are you guys going to stay here 
And he said, yeah. So I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to push down. I'm going to try and get towards the front and see the app. So I, I left them and I went off on my own and I sort of, I got, I got pretty near the stage and I was sort of standing there and I was dancing away and singing and, you know, there was idiots throwing bottles around in the crowd and stuff like that, like drinks flying over people's heads. I did actually, I read that somebody got hit in the face by a a glass bottle. So people had managed to get their drinks in then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my husband said he saw two girls with a bottle of vodka that that they'd stashed and were drinking. So yeah, people people had, and I was I was up there drinking, thinking oh, one of the I bet not get drink get wet with somebody else's beer because I'll have a serious sense um, of humour failure. But yeah. um, no, I, I was having a good old time and I was dancing and you know all the people around me were trashed um, you know like staggering about and like two, two women like pushed right up. And then they they got really close and they sort of stood in this tiny gap next to me and went, oh, sorry, we're trying to get really close to the stage. And then they just stood there talking to each other. And I thought, shut up, go away. I'm trying to listen to the music. Why did But anyway, but I suddenly had this realisation that I stood in the crowd all on my own and that I completely trusted myself to be there. I, I was okay. I was away from my family. I was having a good time. I knew that I was going to get back to them okay. I knew that I would be able to spot any weirdos around me that were possibly, you know, women on their own are always sort of on the lookout for for weirdos around them. But I had this sort of realisation that I completely trusted myself. um, and, And that if I had been drinking, even if I'd only had, say, two or three in the evening when we got there, um you know like later on if I hadn't drunk all day but I just had a couple of drinks which would be completely plausible I wouldn't have trusted myself to go away from them because what if I'd lost them what if I hadn't been able to find find them again what if I got disorientated and I I just sort of realized like whoa you know this I never would have been able to do a year ago because I just wouldn't have been able to trust myself you know, yeah. and, and if I had been drinking all day, there's no way that it would have happened. I've always had that inner voice to try and keep me safe. Um, <laughs> um, there was always a sensible woman deep down inside the drunk one. Oh, somewhere. Good. <laughs> good, um, good. You know, I wouldn't have been able to leave them. I wouldn't have been able to go in and dance and have fun. I would have been sat on mm-hmm. the bench next to them waiting for my daughter to finish having a good time. Um, probably just sat there drinking and not really, you know, I remember years ago going to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers, one of my favourite bands, and I was so trashed I can barely remember it, you know. Mm. Um, so, so you've given yourself more sense of freedom, haven't you? You've taken away your vulnerability, um, you've reduced yeah. some of your anxiety and your fear, you've been free, you've been in control, and you've remembered everything yeah. about the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, remembered all the all the bands and you know how good they were. Yeah, yeah, it was just completely because before I would have looked at that as an excuse to go and get trashed all day, basically. Yeah. yeah. You know. And and um, you remember that my very favourite ride, the carousel. You remembered yeah. it and shared a video. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I got on the carousel. Unfortunately, they all wanted to get on the carousel with me, so I couldn't get somebody to film me. I was, I was sort of like, oh, there's the carousel. Should we go on that? 
And uh, but they wanted to get on, so I had to do a selfie. I couldn't, I couldn't do a, a Karina esque carousel ride. But um, yeah, great fun. And you know, even my my son got me to go on the waltzers. Oh God, I was oh. nearly sick. I hadn't been on one of those for years. But you know, I I don't think I could have done that if I'd been drinking. I probably would have been sick. I would, would imagine. Have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that wasn't um. I don't think I want to repeat that one too often but you know there's there's just this sort of liberating feeling of like oh wow I can do that you know Mm -hmm. yeah Um, I'm free to do what I want when I want and I know I'm going to be safe and not be be ill although I wouldn't do the waltzers I know I couldn't do that and I've actually had a lot of vertigo since Wednesday and been feeling really nauseous and really sick and I've just been sat here thinking I used to feel like this three times a week. I used to do this to myself. I used to drink and drink and drink. And I used to make myself sick. And I used to have the whirling pit time and time again. What on earth is that about? Why on earth would you want to make yourself feel feel like that? But I did. Last night, um, my daughter had her prom. And Mm. I had to go and collect them um, at well quarter to 11 we went to go and collect them and then they came back here got changed and I took them to the after party at midnight and then I left my ringer on my phone and she phoned me at half past two in the morning and woke me up to let me know what she was doing next um and I woke up this morning and I had a stonking headache and I was exhausted (laughs) and I thought Jesus I used to feel like this every single Saturday you know and probably a bit worse and and a few days in between as well and and now yeah. I'm so used to going to bed and having a decent night's sleep at a decent-ish hour but um yeah. oh yeah 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 somebody had picked one of our ladies groups of the day what were our hobbies and I sort of wrote down what my hobbies were since I've been saved you know like my knitting and jigsaws and riding bumblebee obviously and then I and then I sent it and then I put oh and sleep of course I love sleep <laughs> it's just so lovely to get into bed and have a good night's sleep it's amazing yeah uh, it's it's it was completely underrated before I think and um yeah I love sleep now absolutely love it um yeah so uh, and and part of my post after after Victoria's was about mindset and I know that mindset isn't always, you know, it's not as easy as just going, well, you know, well, just don't feel like that. Just feel like this and don't feel like that. And I, I know that that's not, we, we can't necessarily just flick a switch. Um, but a very good friend of ours said to me a long time ago when I was really struggling Christmas, I think, has been my worst time. And after Christmas, I did struggle for a little while with what am I get forever? You know, like, mm-hmm. really? Is this my life? And you know, all the things that I'm missing out on. And he said to me, you are going to make yourself miserable if you look at your life like that. You know, what you're doing is really, really good. And you, you're giving yourself a life and your mindset is everything in this. Um, he said it's the difference between you know being happy or feeling like you're being robbed of something and I remember that really like sunk in with me um and I really felt like when I came back from the festival the other night that you know 
I not once was I looking at people and thinking oh I wish that was me I didn't it didn't cross my mind and I know that that's a really great place to get to and I don't always feel like that in every single situation but Mm. I think you need to really soak up all the all the wins um and really appreciate that actually you know this this is my life this is how I want to live it I don't want to feel forever that there's some better thing that I could be doing and actually there isn't like it is it gives me so much there is so many benefits and so much happiness to be had you know when you're Mm. not when you're not staring longingly at people's dirty leaking cups (laughs) yeah and And obviously you've got the biggest smile on your face when you're talking about all this you know and it's just and and we've known each other right you know since sort of we started on the I am Sabre app when we've seen together and I think you know even looking at both our faces in this zoom call it's like it's just completely different there's genuine smiles our smiles reach our eyes our eyes are shining and they're alive and that sort of seed of doubt has gone now hasn't it of like you yeah. know am I out we know now that we are not missing yeah. out um yeah. on anything um, I think you know being being a shining example to my kids I know I've said over and over I said in my podcast that my kids are, are like the main um they've always been my main motivator behind it but like my daughter going to prom last night she's one of the only girls in her in her group of friends that don't drink you know and she she doesn't at all and even like one of the because I had I had them all come here before prom so there was like 16 kids in the garden lots of parents who come and stuff and I'd I'd actually sent out a message first and I said um I I will provide soft drinks um, for them. But if anybody is planning on bringing anything stronger, I put in brackets bubbles, like I didn't want them mm. doing vodka shots or anything. Oh, but yeah. feel, feel free to bring it, but I'm not providing it. And I feel mm. very, you know, I've had a couple of like family parties and stuff. And I've sort of like at the last minute been like, oh, by the way, I only provide soft drinks. So mm-hmm. I don't mind. I can be in the presence of people drinking. That doesn't bother me. But I don't actually see why I should be paying for other people to poison themselves when I'm not paying for me to poison myself. So um, yeah. I, I totally you know, get that. I totally get that. People say to me, well, you know, it's someone's birthday. Can I buy my bottle of wine or something? I'm like, why am I going to buy someone poison? I, no. I, I can't. I can't go and do it anymore. I can't encourage people to poison themselves anymore. No. No, now that I've seen it for what it is, I don't want my friends and family to, you know, if they choose to do it, that's absolutely fine. I'm not going to be sat there at a birthday party going, you shouldn't be drinking that. No, no. Whatever you want to do, that's fine. But I'm not going to, you know, buy you a bottle of poison for you to drink, basically. And I'm not going to provide it for teenagers. You know, like I I totally understand. And one of the mums brought a couple of bottles of Buck's Fizz, right? Mm and you know and I gave them some glasses and they pulled it out but my my daughter didn't quite a lot of them actually didn't have any of it um but my daughter just didn't at all and she's not interested in it and she's quite like 
you know, a lot of her friends are like, oh, don't you even want to try this and try it? And, you know, and she, and she just said to me, mum, I don't like the smell. She said they were playing, what was it, beer bong last night. She said, oh, mum, I was playing. They had to throw a ball into a bottle. And then if you've mm. got it in, the other side, you've got to drink beer. So this was at the after party. And she said, mum, I played beer bong. It was great, but I didn't drink the beer. I was just throwing the balls. <laughs> and they were all going, you have to drink. She was like, no, I don't. I'm just throwing no. the balls. You, you can drink. Good for her. Good. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm, I'm really hating? I'm hating because I, I think sort of, you know, our, our, the last 20 years, the decades of, of like that we grew up in were really bad for alcohol. I think sort of the late 70s, 80s and 90s were really, really bad. And I'm kind of hating that if we've done our kids any justice at all in being drinking parents, it's going to be that actually they've seen it and they don't want to do it. And I'm, and I'm really thinking that, you know, when I did a podcast with Shiki, he was saying about um, his his girls and I was talking to Andy, my partner. And we're all saying that the teens of now in the early 20s, they, they, they're more interested in going to the gym. They're more interested in going out and doing stuff or being on the PlayStation and going out drinking. So I'm really hoping that, you know, because I always say that every day, every breakdown, there's a breakthrough. And I'm hoping this breakthrough from our mm. breakdown is that our kids are not going to drink and not going to be drinkers yeah. I think I think because I listened to that you and Shiki um I think my definitely in my daughter's group of friends they they do um you know like they finished school and they all went down the beach and they were all drinking that day and then and the other day they had a party and one of her friends drank so much vodka within the last half within the first half an hour of the party mm. she spent the whole night throwing up and half of the next day you know and these yeah. are 16 years and I've, I've said to her before you know like I'm not like when they were all going out drinking I said to her if you want to have a copper bag or something I don't mind that. and she's like no mum I don't like the, I don't like the taste and then she told me oh, somebody's bringing vodka and I said just please don't drink vodka and she was like mum I just told you I'm not even going to have a copper bag but I'm not yeah. going to have vodka so I was like, well, good. I said, but like, why Why do kids have to drink vodka? I said, it's like pouring rocket fuel on a match, you know? You don't mm-hmm. need to do that, do you? No. Um, so I, I think it does depend on the area. But I just love the fact that she's just like, no, I'm not doing that. And and just, you know, when, when they were saying, well, you're such a goody two-shoe. She said, well, somebody's got to make sure that you lot get home. Oh. <laughs> I said, well, good <laughs> Yeah. So, and, and of course, sort of you now in your sobriety, that they're seeing, sort of they know you as you were when you were drinking, they know you now mm. as you are sober. And that must be, you know, even more encouragement for them to, you know, to see the joy and, and that, the fun that you can have now with without alcohol. And that, yeah. that gave us encouraged, yeah. Yes. So. And, and being midnight taxi service with no problems yes <laughs> of, course. of course that wouldn't have happened a year ago I would have been like oh what I've got to go and pick you up at Port to love oh great you know that yeah seriously infringed on my Friday night drinking time and now there's no there's no bitterness about that I can just get on with being the mum that they need mm. me to which yeah I'd much that- rather be like this yeah it's, it's rewarding isn't it and it feels good it feels good yeah. to to be there we're there for every feeling every emotion and, and for for people that need us which is really really good yeah um, yeah so just to summarize then your your festival not only was it your first big festival but your first sober one um was it better than any previous ones that you've done overall 
yeah I mean you know I've been to plenty of concerts and all that kind of thing yeah I, I think you know not only well I drove us drove us there and back um and that was you know great not having to do the the trains and the taxis and the throng of people and all of that um it did take me an hour to get out the car park but anyway that's mm, <laughs> festival but, for you yeah. yeah exactly um but yeah just just the experience I think overall was just really positive really positive I enjoyed it I, I had fun I wasn't you know I'm not pretending that I had fun I had loads of fun um mm. and I remembered it all and I would actually much rather I wish that I'd known years ago that things were that much fun without alcohol you know mm. I wish I wish that I remembered going to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers and you know not just to the the support act um which was James Brown by the way but um, oh, <laughs> but, James um Brown. yeah that was a few years ago but um yeah I wish I'd I wish I'd caught on to the fact years ago how much fun things can be and 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 going back to it it is mindset you know if I'd stood there sort of thinking day oh I wish I could have a glass of wine while I was doing this mm. it would have totally put a different slant on it and actually I thought I'm going in that crowd and I'm going to dance I would have danced if I'd had a drink um everybody around me was so drunk anyway they weren't checking out my moves um so <laughs> <laughs> um so no and and I just I really genuinely had a good time um yeah. you know bloody knackered but uh <laughs> a good time a good knackered yeah. no hangover, and you can remember yeah. it all and you know that's yeah. that's what counts isn't it and I I think you know we you can have fun without alcohol unfortunately it all starts right in the very beginning with the advertisers who try to convince us we can't and yeah. that we need that for pep and courage and you know that we we have to drink to have fun but it's when we get sober that we realise that actually it's far more fun doing things sober than it ever, ever was drunk. And we can wake up fresh the next day and hang over free, which is a fantastic bonus. Yeah, so going back to the advertisers, I think, you know, they tell us that we you have to drink to have fun. But now once you get sober, we realise that that's all a crappy shit, really, and that we have far more fun sober than we ever, ever had drunk. Yeah, you know what? It's I started drinking at such a young age. Um, you know, from when I was about 13, it was the social thing to do. That when you got yep. together with your, your friends, you you all got drunk. That I don't know I knew that you can have fun without it, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't it is it is about sort of teaching yourself um those neural pathways and stuff isn't it but like yeah you know we I just had no idea you know the, no. the only time in my life where where I didn't drink was when I was pregnant and then there was always this feeling of like oh everybody else is <laughs> drinking and I can't because I'm pregnant um yeah. you know who knew it was so much fun yeah but now we do and it's amazing it's amazing yeah. so so anybody out there who's sober curious who's considering putting down the bottle um we can guarantee we can be testament that it really is far more fun and it's yeah. probably i say the best thing i've ever done and about you i must yeah definitely i'm a new i am a new person i really mm -hmm. do you know and, and now that we're encroaching on a year i 
I still feel like I'm learning who I am and, and what kind of things I like and going to festivals, festivals, I can't say it today, but going to festivals and dancing with strangers in the dark and finding out, hey, I can do that as well. And I, and I enjoyed it is, um, yeah, it's all good. Fantastic, fantastic. So you'll be looking for your next festival soon then, getting that booked up. Definitely going to another one next year for sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, hopefully I will get out on Bombay and get down to see you before then. Um, I'm hoping the beginning of October, end of September, beginning of October. We'll be heading your way and we'll uh, come and have, uh, have a Can I have tea. you to go on Bumblebee? Can I have, have another go on Bumblebee? Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Sorry? I was just going to say, it's been lovely talking to you. Yeah. And to you, it's been great. It's been great. And we'll have to Zoom anyway, even if we're not podcasting. We'll have to Zoom more and say hi and catch up. Yeah. It would be great. It would be really good. Yeah. So um, until I see you again, I'm just going to say not another drop, no matter what. Do you have anything that you say? Uh, I don't know. Pull that alcohol. Pull the poison down the sink. Down the sink, because Driffle will say, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's been a pleasure riding the train with you. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. And bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Okay.